You know when you like know things logically? Yeah, I know this. But then one day, boom, an aha moment hits you, and suddenly you understand and you truly know what it's talking about. Like every cell in your body has this resonance with it. That's what's happening right now in this moment with the concept of connected parenting, which I've been researching for uh, maybe almost a year now. It's the concept that when your child feels connected to you, they feel loved, so they want to cooperate. And a child that feels disconnected, they're going to tantrum or do these outlandish things for attention because they don't feel connected to you. And I've, and I've known that, and that made sense to me. But right now, this morning, I had this huge aha moment that in partnerships, it's the same thing. In partnerships, what happens is you are constantly going from being connected to your partner and feeling disconnected from your partner. It's connection, disconnection, connection, disconnection. That is the nature of a relationship. That is what it is. We constantly move between the two. Also, same with rupture, repair, rupture, repair. You know, a relationship, we have a fight, there's a rupture, and then we have to repair. That's the nature of relationships. So we constantly move from connection to disconnection in relationships. And a lot of us go, go through our whole life like not even understanding that basic concept, okay? But once you become aware, you start noticing in the moment, oh my gosh, I feel so disconnected from my partner right now. That's why I'm nagging him to do this or that because I'm desperately seeking this connection with him that I don't have. That's what happens when you start becoming aware of your feelings in the moment you're feeling them. And then on the contrary, when you feel connected, you feel so loving. You want to do loving things for them and you want to pump up their ego and say loving things to them. And ultimately, when you feel connected to your partner, you want to be a team. You want to cooperate with them. You want to work together. And when you feel disconnected, that connection is severed. There's a complete severing of the energy between you. And it's like every man for themselves. And you want to kind of jab them with critiques and and criticism because your ego is leading the way when you feel disconnected. Because when you feel disconnected, you feel slighted in some way, you feel unheard, unseen. There's a reason for the disconnection. You know, obviously it could be that you and your partner have not had any quality time recently. There's always reasons for disconnection. Or honestly, a really simple one could be you wake up in the morning and say you do a bid for connection, like you go up and hug them. And they're like, no, I'm running late, I gotta go. And you feel rejected from that bid of connection. You did this bid for connection and they just rejected you. It could be that easy. It could be that simple of why disconnection starts. So then you feel rejected from this little moment in, in the morning and then you don't wanna answer their text for the rest of the day because you feel rejected from this morning. Disconnection can start from the littlest, smallest moment. And it's up to us to start noticing why we become disconnected and why we become connected. For me, I get connected after we have, like me and my partner have a really good laugh together. Like you just bend over laughing and laughing over something that happened. That is the easiest way to connection for me. 
Or when he gives me 100% of his attention without looking at his phone. The minute he looks at his phone, I'm like, oh, no, you are not paying attention to me. Please look at me with 100% attention. And when he does that without looking at his phone his, and his phone is across the room, that's how I feel so connected to him. When he can make me feel like safe and loved in those little ways, I feel connected to him. I feel loved. And then I want to cooperate with him. I want to help him. I want to be a team. I want to do loving things for him. We should definitely be reflecting on what makes us feel connected to our partner and what makes us feel disconnected. Because if you don't know those things, you will be putting those responsibilities on your partner when it's not their responsibility. It's your responsibility to know those things, okay? Okay, so my point here is that we understand the power of feeling connected and disconnected in our marriage, in our partnerships. We want to cooperate and we are so loving and we want to step up to the plate and show them how good we are when we feel connected and when we feel disconnected. We are a little child with this huge ego being like, no, 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 no. Well, this is the parent-child relationship. When a child feels so disconnected from the parent, they don't want to cooperate. They don't want to be loving. When they feel miles and miles and miles apart from the parent, that's exactly how you feel with your partner when you are disconnected. It is the same thing. And so drawing these parallels, that's, this is what brings empathy to children. We know exactly how they feel. Their disconnection is exactly how we feel in our partnership when we have disconnection. Connection or disconnection of your bond with your partner or your child is the root of everything. It, it is everything. And we have to reflect on, okay, how do I like to feel connected from my partner? If I like to feel connected from my partner with eye contact, I'm pretty sure children would like eye contact for them to feel connected to their parent versus their parent talking to the child, looking at the cell phone. That is not connection. That is, that is not connection. And we understand that when we are having a conversation with our partner and they're looking at the phone. We can place ourselves in our children's shoes because we feel all the same things as them. It just maybe comes out differently. But, but let it be known, we have tantrums with our partners. We have 100% tantrums with our partners. Our children are not the only ones having tantrums, okay? They might look more flamboyant, but if you're doing the silent treatment to your partner, that is a tantrum. Adults have tantrums all the time, and just because they're adults, they're allowed to have them. But the minute a child has a tantrum that's unacceptable, that's not okay, both ages, all people are allowed to have tantrums. That is what being a human is. We have emotions and we have flooding of emotions. But the thing is, is that most of us aren't taught what to do with the flooding of emotions. Most of us were taught to shut them down, go in a room, go in a corner by yourself, abandonment, abandonment. And that's 
extreme disconnection with your parent when you feel big emotions. That's, most, that's how most of us were raised. Also, I have to have a note here that a lot of us were raised with being given a treat when we have a big emotion. Like we're crying and like a, a parent says, here, have this sucker. So we are conditioned from a child that food suppresses our big emotions. Food makes us feel better when we are feeling big emotions. So then when we grow up, we're adults, we have a really bad shitty day at work. We go through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru to get a chicken sandwich to feel better. This is straight up conditioning from our childhood because our parents didn't have the capacity to get down to our level and bring in compassion and empathy for our big emotions. They couldn't sit in that space with us. It, it was too uncomfortable for them. And I mean, they're just doing the best they can. But once you know better, you can do better. And I think that's what's happening in this generation. We are learning, so we will do better because our parents just didn't have the capacity and the know-how to sit with our big emotions. Instead, we got a sucker to shut up and to shut off our big emotions. So now as adults, we use food to medicate our big emotions. I think it's like 90% of us. We all, we all use food to soothe ourselves. We all use food to medicate and to put the band-aid on our, on our feelings and our emotions, especially if we're going through a rough time. We had a stressful day at work. You know, we need a little, we need a little hit of food to soothe ourselves. This is what we've learned. Okay, back to connection and disconnection. Something that's really important to take note is that when you are trying to get your partner or your child to cooperate with you and they won't, a lot of times it is in the way you're asking or it is in your nagging tone or your sharp tone. Like, I told you a million times to do this. Okay, no one's going to cooperate with you when you talk like that. But we're all human and we all do it, okay? Don't feel guilty. But I need you to recognize that when you have that sharp tone, that is a cue that you are not feeling connected to your child or your spouse. Because if you were connected to your child or spouse, you would be in your loving tone. Because when we feel connected, we feel loving. We feel untouchable. We're so loved and we feel so supported. So when we have that nasty tone, you do not feel connected. That is, that is a cue that is a red flag for you, that you feel disconnected and you maybe should write down and you'll sit down with your notebook and think about where did this connection happen or disconnection? Where did this disconnect, disconnection happen? Where did it stem from? What is going on with you emotionally? And then how can you get back into connection? If you're not feeling connected with your child right now, can you go and play and dispel this energy and go and laugh with them? Because laughing, laughing is the fastest way to connection. How can you, how can you giggle with them? Or, or what would make you feel connected with your partner today? Like when they get home from work, how can you regain your bond of connection? A lot of times it probably is just like a 10 minute face-to-face, eye contact, conversation, where you're both hearing each other, listening, no phones, no distractions. A lot of times it can be that simple. 
And the same thing goes for your child. How many times throughout the day do you truly sit in presence with your child, having eye contact, without your phone around, without the TV on? True, true connection with eye contact and quality time. That is the surest way to feel seen and loved by anyone. Because I think we're all human and we all relate to feeling connected in some of those same ways. Like like the eye contact and not wanting someone to be looking at their phone while you're talking to them. I think we all want those same things, yet I don't know why we, why we do them to our partner, why we do that to our child. Because the golden rule we learned in elementary school is treat someone the way you want to be treated. So treat your partner and your child with the connection tactics that you want. Or maybe treat your children with those things because they don't have the answers for themselves. But of course, your partner could reflect themselves and say, hey, I feel the most connected to you when you blank. This is such an important conversation with you and your partner is for them to reflect and to understand when they feel connected or disconnected from you. You know, your child won't have this cognitive ability. So you have to take the lead with your child. Obviously, like there's entire books on how to connect with your child, like connected parenting, that that style. My favorite is Peaceful Parent, Happy Kids by Dr. Laura Markham. It's how to stop yelling and start connecting. This is probably the best book about how to connect with your child. I mean, there's entire books and I'm just trying to do like this quick little podcast episode on this. But the point of this podcast episode is to recognize that when your child doesn't want to cooperate, it's because they feel disconnected from you and you feel those exact same things with your partner. So if you can understand your child, you can have empathy for them. And that changes the whole ballgame. To know that you feel the same things your child does, that's when you can meet them in the space of empathy and compassion. So when you feel disconnected from your partner, how do you want your partner to act towards you? You probably want them to come up to you and say, hey, Things are feeling really off between us. You know, they're, they're touching your arm. They're looking at you in your eyes. They're really looking at you and seeing you and paying attention to you and saying, hey, things are off. How can we get back on track? I don't like this energy between us right now. I like when we're connected and I like when we laugh together and when we're loving together. So how we want our partner to act towards us is how... We need to act to our child because the child doesn't have these skills and this capacity yet. But with you modeling that, that's how they will learn. Eventually, years down the road, your child could come up to you and say, Mom, I don't like this energy between us. How can we fix it? That can happen and it happens. I listen to parents that parent like that. That is possible. But it starts with your modeling and your awareness with your partnership and then modeling that communication between you and your partner. And then your child learns just because of modeling and mirroring. Because just like a child learns to say no because you say no to them, they can eventually learn 
how to become aware of disconnection or connection and narrate it and verbalize it. It's not that crazy. (laughs) It's not. But the first step is self-awareness. It's being aware of what you're feeling in the moment, being able to narrate and be your own parent. Like, whoa, I feel so frustrated right now. Why am I projecting all of my frustration out on my child right now? Where is this stemming from? Oh, it's because this morning when I, you know, went to my husband for a kiss or a hug and he ran out the door, I feel rejected. And now that's spilling over and it's spilling over onto my child. I'm projecting my feelings onto my child right now. This is what happens. This is our emotions. We are human And until we become aware of these patterns and processes, we can't change. But then once we become aware, we can get a little better and a little better. And it doesn't change overnight. It does not change overnight. It's honestly, every day you become just a little better of being present in the moment you're feeling something. And it gets easier and faster and faster over time. And then you can start narrating it and verbalizing it to your partner or your child, like whatever is appropriate. But first and foremost, the self-awareness starts between you and your emotional body and your present moment and trying to become your own parent with your feelings. I highly suggest writing letters to yourself. Like if you feel so frustrated, take a notepad out and say, dear frustration, I hate feeling this way. Where did you come from? And get down to the root of it. Or if you're so angry with, angry with your partner, you could take a notebook out and say, Dear Bob, <laughs> I am so annoyed with you. I can't believe you did this to me. I feel so hurt. I feel so betrayed. Blah, blah, blah. Like spill your feelings out and do not give the letter. Be as honest as possible and do not give the letter burn the letter, put it down the toilet. The tactic is to get your emotions out and for you to be radically honest with your emotions. Because most of the time we censor ourselves, we are not authentic and true and honest with our emotions because we're afraid of how we'll be perceived or punishment or whatever. Writing a letter to your spouse or your child when you're frustrated, angry, sad, or writing a letter to yourself or your emotions is such an amazing way to be radically honest with yourself and giving a space to your emotions to get out of your body. Get out of your body. You do not want to stifle that crap. All right, I think that is enough. It's almost 20 minutes long. I don't want to take up more of your time. But I hope there's something that resonated with you on this episode because I was feeling the energy and with these episodes, I always go with the flow. I don't ever make myself record something I'm not ready to. I don't put myself on a timeline or schedule. I just go with the flow and that's my feminine energy and I am honoring it.